First of all, I want to apologize for the delay in uploading a new video because I've just been really, really busy. And my family and I, we just came back from a pilgrimage to Fatima. And that pilgrimage reminded me of the fact that when Mary appeared to the three shepherd children in October 13, 1917, she also appeared as Our Lady of Sorrows. St. Paul said in his letter to the Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. St. Paul believed that his own sufferings are the sufferings of Christ. And by suffering, he allowed Christ to be alive in his own life. And it is not only St. Paul who embraced the passion of Christ. There are so many saints who have done this. And one good example is St. Bridget of Sweden. And of course, we have our Blessed Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who said yes to co-suffering with Christ from, from the moment of her Annunciation. Today, my dear friends, the Mother Superior of the Bridgetine Order here in the UK, Reverend Mother Claudia Kakaramatahil, will help us go deeper into the life of St. Bridget and the sorrows of Mary. My name is Ted Patsulan. And welcome to Cause of Our Joy podcast. Um, in October, our Lord will also come, as well as Our Lady of Sorrows and Our Lady of Mount Carmel and St. Joseph with the child Jesus to bless the world. So, I, you know, I, it's, it's my belief that the apparition of Fatima, of Our Lady in Fatima, is strongly linked to Our Lady of Sorrows. And um, for us Catholics, the month of September is a, is a commemoration of the sorrows of Our Blessed Mother. And I find it really beautiful because um, every September 13, we commemorate the apparition, the fifth apparition of our Blessed Lady in Fatima. And then followed by September 14, which is the, with the commemoration of the solemnity of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And then followed by September 15, which is um, a commemoration or feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. And I think this, uh, these uh, three feasts are actually really beautiful and really wonderful. And it is only in the Catholic faith that we, all the faithful, are encouraged to embrace the sufferings and, uh, and to find joy in suffering. It's only in the Catholic faith that we are encouraged to endure and explore and find the joy in Christ. And, you know... Um, the prayer of St. Louis Marie de Montfort to Mary, he asked Mary to allow him to suffer without any consolation, to suffer without any, any consolation. And, you know, these words, you, you could only hear it from the Catholic faith. Now, our esteemed guest today is uh, Mother Claudia, who will help us understand these things, okay? And um, she will help us go deeper on how, why it is important for us to reflect on the sorrows of Mary. Um, and today, Mother Claudia will also be talking about the life of St. Bridget 
and the Seven Sorrows of Mary Devotion. Welcome to Cause of Our Joy podcast, Mother Claudia, and thank you for accepting my invitation to be a be- to be a guest in, in in this podcast, Mother. Before we start, let's just consecrate this uh, show, Our Blessed Mother, and let's uh, offer a prayer for everybody as well who would be listening to us. As we say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, we offer to you this uh, podcast, this recording, um, this show. We offer to you, Lord Jesus Christ, our hearts and everything we have and everything we own. And we ask our Blessed Mother to offer to offer everything to you and put them on a silver platter so that it will be pleasing to your eyes, our dear Lord. Lord, we consecrate our hearts to you and we, we offer to you the persons who would be listening to this podcast our blessed mother please lead us to jesus christ the one who suffered and died so that all of us will be saved blessed mother remind us always of the sorrows of your son jesus come holy spirit come through the intercession and prayers of our blessed mother mary your well-beloved spouse come holy spirit come by means and prayers of the powerful intercession of our lady of sorrows your well-beloved spouse jesus king of mercy we trust in you jesus king of mercy we trust in you saint bridget pray for us our lady of sorrows pray for us they have the father and of the son and the holy spirit amen, amen. Yeah, Mother, thank you again for, for joining us today. Mother, could you tell us about your life and um, and about your your devotion and your ministry? Um, my name is Sister Claudia. I am originally from south of India, from Kerala. I belong to the Order of the Most Holy Savior, or St. Bridget. Also, we are called the Bridgetan Sisters. Now I am based in North Wales, in Holywell. I really would like to say thank you to dear Ted for inviting me and giving a, a small talk, a short talk about the Sorrowful Mother and our Holy Mother St. Bridget, how this is linked together. So thank you very much, dear Ted. No, thank, thank you. Thank you, Mother. Thank you so much. And Mother Claudia, you know, last year I made an online survey among my friends and I asked them who would be their top five saints of all time. I mean, if, for example, if you're in a desperate situation, which saint would you ask prayers from? And so when I finished gathering all the results, St. Bridget was not even in the top 10. And I was surprised. I know for a fact that we have so many saints. And I know for a fact that every Catholic would have their own list of saints. Okay. But I believe that people should be aware of who St. Bridget is. And I personally believe that St. Bridget should be in the top 10 of of somebody's list. So, uh, Mother, could you please give us a background about the life of St. Bridget? A short life, I I just like to share with you. Essen Bridget was born in a noble Swedish family. And Ingeborg, being her mother and a Belgian person, was her father. 
She was born in 14th June 1303 and was married at the age of 14 with Ulf Gudmarsson. Both of them set their heart on serving God. They had eight children. Mm -hmm. Among one of them is St. Catherine of Sweden. Yes. And her husband, Ulf, died on um, 12th February in 1344 and was buried in the monastery of Alvestra. After the death of her husband, uh, she lived a life of penance and a chaste widowhood with a great devotion and humility. She had a great love and care for the poor. Even those busy days, she found the time to be with them. Every single day, she fed about the tall poor men in her own house, their own table. As far as I am concerned, St. Bridget was a model for all of us. As a young woman, she was a wife. She was a mother, mm -hmm. a lady in waiting to the Queen of Sweden. She was a mystic. She was a visionary. She was a founder of the Brigitte Order. She was also a prophetic advisor on spiritual and political matters to popes and even yes. to the kings. Even to the kings. She was marvelous and a remarkable person. St. Brigitte died in Rome, Piazza Parnese, on July 23, 1373. And she was canonized as a saint by Pope Boniface IX, 1391. Later on, 1st of October in 1999, St. John Paul II honored her as one of the co-patrons saints of Europe, along with St. Catherine of Siena and St. Teresa Benedetta of the Cross. This is short um, lines of about her life. Mother, um, I, I know that she, she belonged to a noble family and actually... Um, what people should also be aware of is be, is shortly after her husband died, she she distributed her states to her children, and then she lived a poor life, a, a life in poverty, and she started looking after, like what you said, um, the 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 poor people. And what people should also know is Saint Bridget is a child of holy parents um the father of saint bridget actually was very devoted to the to the sorrow or the passion of christ and he 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 fasted every friday and he made sure that he goes to confession um weekly confession and i think that's um the having a father like um saint bridget's father made it um easier for for saint bridget and saint catherine and all the children to, to grow up holy as well. Just before 
Uh, at the moment of her birth, in a way, Bridget had just born. The priest who was a curate of the parish church was at prayer at that time. Then he saw a bright shining cloud, and in the cloud there a virgin holding a book in her hand, respected that that is Our Lady, and said to him, Berger, that's Bridget's father, has a daughter born to him, whose marvelous voice shall be heard throughout the whole world. It will be a voice of gladness and a health in the tabernacles of the just men. This was a kind of prophecy, uh, what is going to take in the life of St. Bridget. Mm. And of course, we can see all this is fulfilled in her lifetime. And from her young age, as a regular basis, she received the visions from our Lord, our Lady, various saints, and angels appeared and spoke to her many, many times. At the one of the first one or two first incidents I would just like to share with you is when she was at the age of seven, she saw an altar on it. Our Lady was sitting and holding two crowns. One was a crown of thorns, the other the crown of gold. And Our Lady asked her, Bridget, which one of this crown would you prefer? Actually, uh, actually, she didn't give an answer, but she just bent her head towards Our Lady. So Our Lady placed the crown of thorn on her head. As soon as the crown was on her head, she felt as though a circle of crown had been tightly tied to her head. From that moment, Bridget dedicated herself to a lifelong devotion to Mary. That's the beginning, starting point. A devotion that became central to the life of the Brigitte sisters. Bridget also fostered uh, from her childhood a great devotion to the Passion of Christ. This is another incident what happened in her early age. At the age of 10, she heard a sermon on the Passion of Christ. In the same night, she had a vision on the cross and heard him say to her, See, Bridget, how I am wounded. Seeing this vision, she really cried out loudly and asked, back to Jesus, O oh Lord, who has done this to you? Our Lord answered him, All those who despise me and refuse my love for them. Henceforward, Bridget held in her heart an esteem and affection for the passion of Christ. Also, she embraced a spirituality of tears. Whenever she meditated on the Passion of Christ, she wept bitterly. The suffering of the crucified Savior on the cross became the central part of her spirituality. From here derives 
the motto of the vegetal order that is amormeus crucifixus eus which means my love is crucified bridget held in her heart an ardent desire to know that how many blows or laceration jesus has received on his way to calvary and she really prayed for this a long long time so she got an answer from from jesus that is 5480 blows jesus received on his way to the calvary for our sake the 15 prayers of saint bridget you must have been heard about it originate actually from here mm-hmm. yeah so jesus himself taught her these prayers and asked her to propagate thus in some way we too can share in his suffering so actually jesus wanted this that prayer he taught her to saint bridget and to propagate that so that we too are able to share or do the a little bit of reparation for the suffering which he endured for us at the age of 12 once in the middle of the night her aunt her aunt came to her room and found her kneeling beside the bed then the aunt was suspecting some kind of misbehavior her aunt asked someone to bring a rod to punish her to to give to her when her aunt laid the rod upon bridget's back it broke into pieces it did not hurt her then the aunt was surprised to see because of the rod became into pieces so she asked bridget bridget what have you done with the tears she said i rose out of my bed to sing and praise him who always helped me that is our crucified lord whom i recently saw from that time her aunt honored and loved her so much so after that and don't want to give her with rod or don't want to do any harm to her she most probably the aunt must have been understood that she is a child of god she just to continue mother so our our blessed uh blessed lord jesus christ appeared to to saint bridget so many times including our blessed mother how important is it for us for everybody for christians to to reflect on the sorrows of mary i just want to let you know um there are so many ways our lady of sorrows is known our lady of dolors our sorrowful mother mother of sorrows our lady of piety and our lady of seven sorrows so so many ways known this titan our lady of sorrows even we we say our lady of piety is the same thing mother of sorrows same thing and most of us know there are seven sorrows of mary and the first one the prophecy of simon or simeon they flight into egypt the loss of jesus for 3 days the carrying of the cross the crucifixion of jesus jesus is taken down from the cross jesus is laid in the tomb these are the seven sorrows of mary and these were prefigured by the sword that the righteous simeon had foretold would pierce their soul on the feast of the this is how is linked with the saint bridget so on the feast of the 
purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that is on 2nd of February in 1350, St. Bridget was in Rome in the Basilica of Santa Maria Maggiore. This is the one of the major patriarchal basilicas and the largest church in Rome dedicated to the Mother of God. There, St. Bridget saw in a vision how heaven itself was made ready to receive the great little infant king and how excited the venerable Simeon to receive him in his arms with a great desire and joy. The multitude of angels and saints walking in procession with a great devotion then follows our heavenly mother carrying her little son to present to the temple according to the law of the Lord. Before them there was an angel carrying a sword very broad and bloody. This sword symbolized the great sorrow, which is the death of her beloved son. All this was happening, then St. Bridget heard this voice. Behold, how much honor and glory and tented of on this feast to the Queen of Heaven in return for the sword of sorrows, which she endured at the passion of her beloved son. So this was a vision, she received it, and this there ended this vision. So on this, already Our Lady is said to St. Bridget, all those who venerate this devotion, because already all this, the, 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 the Simeon was prophesizing, and all this was happened before that great feast was prepared, how the heaven was prepared to receive or the, do the, 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 the presentation of the child Jesus. So St. Brigitte hearing all this word afterwards. It's a wonderful blessing, Mother, because, you know, us Catholics, whenever we pray the Holy Rosary, we are encouraged to reflect on the life of Christ. And the fourth joyful mystery is the presentation of Jesus, of the child Jesus in the temple. And, and most Catholics would only just try to try to imagine what happened when Jesus was taken to the temple. Um, but St. Bridget actually had a vision of what happened, and that's a wonderful gift. I'd, I'd like to believe, Mother, that, you know, you mentioned our Blessed Mother has seven sorrows. But in real life, our Blessed Mother didn't actually only have seven sorrows. I, yeah. I believe that she yeah. had more than seven sorrows. Yeah. Um, as a mother, and any mother or any parent for that matter, would be sorrowful more than seven times. But now the number seven is uh, is biblically symbolic because it, it the number seven in the Bible is telling us that we should rest in God's presence, yeah. in God's presence. Because when we go back to Genesis, the God, after, after creation, God rested on the seventh day. So I think reflecting on the seven sorrows of our Blessed Mother encourages us to find comfort and rest in God. Mother, could you tell us more about how the sorrows of Mary is linked to the sorrows of Jesus? Why is it really important for us to, to reflect on our sorrowful mother? Yeah, the, the church celebrated the Feast of Exaltation of the Holy Cross on the 14th of September. And of course, it is fitting 
that the memorial of Our Lady of Soros take place on the 15th of September. Yes. On this day, we venerate the mother of Jesus crucified Savior in appreciation of the terrible grief she endured as her son suffered. So we need to be aware of Mary's sorrows. The feast of Our Lady dates back on the 12th century. The church has recognized seven events in the life of Mary that caused her great sorrow. Serbia. The seven sorrows of Mary is important to us to know and pray because they are all based on the scripture and it helps us to recall Mary's role in the history of our salvation. Amen. That's very important thing because if Mary was, Mary is there for our salvation, we, can, we cannot imagine without our lady's presence there. Without Mary, no Jesus. No Jesus. <laughs> so our lady said to St. Bridget, the suffering of Jesus were like her own suffering. This is what she said to St. Bridget, my daughter, Consider the suffering of my son. When his endured suffering, it felt like my own heart was suffering. When my son scourged and wounded, it was as if my own heart was scourged and wounded. From this we learn that the suffering of the son cannot be separated from the suffering of his beloved mother. That, that is really beautiful, Mother. Um, we cannot really separate the suffering of, of Christ with the suffering of uh, our Blessed Mother, Mary, because we need to consider that Christ is human and Christ is divine. And Christ got his um, human form from our Blessed Mother, who is purely human, so which means the heart of Jesus Christ would be the same as the heart of Mary. Just to share um, what uh, Pope Paul VI said from uh, Lumen Gentium number 58, after this manner, the Blessed Virgin advanced in her pilgrimage of faith and faithfully persevered in her union with her son unto the cross, where she stood in keeping with the divine plan, grieving exceedingly with her only begotten son, uniting herself with the maternal heart with the sacrifice, and lovingly consenting to the immolation of this victim, which she herself had brought forth. So what, what this is telling us is when Mary said yes, when, he, when she gave her fiat to, to becoming the mother of Christ, she also, in every day of her life, saying yes, she said yes to the suffering of Christ. She said yes to the passion and death of Christ on the cross. And, and, her, and her heart is so united with the will of God and with the, the heart of Jesus Christ that she embraced the passion and death of Christ. St. Alphonsus Ligori said that, you know, if only, if only somebody, if a person will die, because of emotional pain, then Mary would have died on that day because of emotional pain, because she was in so much pain. But Mary had to live because 
at the cross, she gave birth to all of us. She didn't suffer um, labor pains when Christ was born because she is immaculate conception. But at the cross, her suffering on the cross, seeing her son die, that was her labor pains to give birth to all of us. Yeah, it's a beautiful thought. And um, also, Mother... I just want to um, quote this uh, message from Pope John Paul II in 1985 in his message to to the people in Ecuador. Um, in Pope John Paul said, Mary goes before us and accompanies us. The silent journey that begins, begins with her immaculate conception and passes through the yes of Nazareth, which makes her the mother of God, finds on Calvary a particular important moment. There also, accepting and assisting at the sacrifice of her son, Mary is the dawn of redemption. Crucified spiritually with her crucified son, she contemplated with heroic love the death of her, of her God. She lovingly consented to the immolation of this victim, which she herself had brought forth. So John Paul II is, uh, is telling all of us yeah. that by saying yes, Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross. But by saying yes, Mary also died spiritually because she saw not she saw in her own eyes the death of her of her son Jesus, who is also God. And spiritually, what Pope John Paul II is telling us, Mary also died on on that moment. Mother, um, so could we? Could we? Could you tell us about the promises of this devotion? Yeah, the devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows became a standard devotion in the church around in the 14th century, I believe. It was revealed to Saint Bridget of Sweden. Our Lady promised to grant seven graces to all those who honor her daily by saying seven Hail Marys while meditating her seven sorrows. These are the promises. Number one, the grace of peace to their family, all those who say seven Hail Marys and those who meditating while meditating. First one, the grace of peace to their family and they will be enlightened with the divine mysteries and she will comfort them in their pain and help them in their work. There is a promise of the work. She will grant their request, which approves with the will of her beloved son. She will defend in her in their spiritual battle and protect them from the infernal enemy. And she will help them in their time of death and show them the face of their mother. She will grant eternal happiness and forgive all their sins to all those who propagate this devotion of her tears. For, for, for many Catholics, Mother, it is, it is really a struggle to, to pray at least one rosary a day. How do we encourage people to, to pray this devotion? Um, you know, in my experience, Mother, I started this devotion last year, and um, it, it made so much difference in my life. The way I started was first I had to memorize the seven sorrows of Mary, and it wasn't easy, so I had to write everything down, and 
and to, to make it quick and to, develop, to, to, to teach myself to develop this habit, I reflect on, the, on each sorrow and I said only one Hail Mary. So in each sorrow, I was only saying one Hail Mary. And it took me about three to five minutes to reflect and to say one Hail Mary. So that was really quick for me. And then I had to teach myself to remind myself to, to pray it, to do it every day. And once I have developed that habit, I progressed to saying seven Hail Marys in each sorrow of our Blessed Mother. And and this, so this is how I started. And Mother, um, how do we encourage people to 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 say this devotion and do you have any practical tips to them? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the rosary, um, I, I've been to the rosary part of this one, and the rosary means the chain of roses. And the roses is the prayers. And when uh, we recite the rosary, we are recalling the mysteries of our redemption again. And and rosary, as well as the sorrowful rosary, is a Christocentric because all these seven sorrows brings, as well as the rosary brings the entire life of Jesus, his passion, his death, his resurrection, and his glory. Of course, the rosary honors and contemplate Mary too, because Mary is his mother and they remained more closely than anybody else in the world. She was always united with her son. Maybe um, if we take the first miracle um, at the wedding feast of Cana, if we remember St. John's Gospel says, Mary was there at the wedding feast as well as Jesus was there. But no one has ever told Mary that they have no wine or their wine was finished. Mm. She was there. But nobody told, told her they have no wine. But she recognized their needs and, and went to intervene with her son, Jesus. And we know the conversation what was going on there. But the thing is, though Nobody told her she knew the needs of the people. Exactly the same. Exactly the same with our life also. So let us also experience Mary's love and her presence by constantly reciting the mystery of the Holy Rosary. Maybe some people, I have heard also this one, for some people say that the Rosary is a magical verse. For some, it is a rep repetition of the verse. For some, simply accounting the verse. Whatever it can be, when we recite the rosary, we experience, or myself personally saying, a profound, intimate, and personal encounter with the Jesus. And the mother is there, and the son is there, because all these mysteries together, linked together, always together. And Rosary will help us to nourish our intimacy with the triune God. That's the reason also, beginning of the Rosary, we start with in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as we recall the presence of the triune God. 
It will also, the rosary will protect us from every battle and evil. We know many times the popes and the kings requested their subject to say the rosary to finish the battle or finish the war. Many times, many places we read this. So it is a powerful weapon. Now, um, maybe the last part I just want to mention about this, how we can just in a practical way can help those who are really struggling in their life to say the rosary. Suppose, uh, I do not tell how, how many children, or so suppose if a mother and a child or children, uh, when the children experience their mother's love, they want to be with her all the time. We can see um, the little ones, they want to share their joy, their sorrows, and their little ups and downs. Amen. Even if they fall, they just look left and right and they run to the mother. And you can see, and of course, they will wait for a mother's caress or, or one hug or one kiss, then they are happy. They, they, they smile and they, 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 they are comforted in that sense. And they got the consolation what they wanted. Then you will see them very, very happy and they go back their own way. So I would simply say, don't be bored of saying the rosary. The more you call on the name of Hail Mary, our mother, she will be there to help you. Amen. And also, you can say, at the cross, from the cross, the last word Jesus said to John, this is your mother. It was not alone to John, Jesus had given his mother, but to us. To all of us. To all of us. Then why we cannot go to her and speak to her like a little children, go to her, their, their mother or their parents, they run, whatever it is, they run to their parents. Same way, why don't we feel to go to our mother and experience her love? She's there waiting. That's absolutely true. And just one one of my I have so many incidents in my life with the with our blessed mother. Sometimes when uh, when I am driving, I find I find a little bit scared of my driving always. So I say when I have a small statue in my car uh, of Our Lady, it's very beautiful Our Lady. So I sit in the seat and say to her, Mary, my mother. I am just sitting here and I'm just holding the steering wheel, but you have to try for me. But because I know I'm not able to do anything, none of this. And I don't know if I go with this car, I will be coming back alive or no. So I just give to you the car, everything you try for me. But you know, when I say those prayers, just a small prayer like this way, I give to her. Then that day when come back, there's very smooth driving, no problem. And I feel my mother is beside me and he is, she is driving for me. In this way, there is various moments in my life. I just share a small one. 
Thank you. So it is nice. All of us go to our beloved mother. She is there waiting for us. Any 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 situation. If we are sick, run to her. If we are sad, run run to her. If we need a, for the exam, run to her. She is there for everybody, for everything. Because Jesus then given to to John said, "This is my mother." Behold, so it is to all of us, not only on on one group of people, no, to all of us. So all of us, let us run to our heavenly mother. All of us, even she is a mother, even to those who don't pray. That's how good our blessed mother is, because her mission in life is to bring bring people to Christ, especially those who don't pray, especially those who don't believe in Christ. Yeah. Yes. Mother, um, I like what you said about the rosary. First, um, and, and this is uh, something that we all need to, to, to be aware of, all Christians, that the Holy Rosary is a Christ-centered prayer. And you said very, very clearly that when reflecting on the mysteries of the Holy Rosary, we're actually reflecting on the mysteries of our redemption. Um, on the, and it's all about Christ and the, the plan of our salvation from, from incarnation to the passion and death of Christ and to his resurrection. And that's one of the things that we all need to be aware of. Second, Mother, you mentioned that um, the, Holy, the Holy Rosary is a, is a powerful weapon and it's, uh, it could win battles. In fact, in the September, um, um, ap September apparition of Our Lady of Fatima, um, our Blessed Mother told the three shepherd children that we need to pray the Holy Rosary da daily for the war to end. So they needed to pray the Holy Ros Rosary daily for the First World War to end. And all, and of course, we know that that the war ended in 1918. After, well, uh, the, the, the last apparition of Our Lady in Fatima was October 1917, and the war ended in 1918. And But you also mentioned one specific thing, um, that the Holy Rosary is not an amulet. It's not an amulet, okay? The, 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 we win battles against the, the, the devil and against, against our life struggles by reflecting on the mysteries of Christ. And, my, and I'd like to tell everybody, whenever we pray the rosary, we actually, it's, it's a rep repetition of prayers. Yes, that's true. But it's a repetition of biblical prayers. It's the, the Lord's Prayer um, and the angelic salutation, which is Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. These are all in the Bible. Mother, you, you shared um, one thing about, you know, how important it is for you to, to pray the rosary daily. And, you know, um, I, I, I also like what you said about, about looking at Mother Mother Mary as our own personal mother because she's waiting for us. Mother, in my experience, um, last year, my wife had a miscarriage and she was in Ukraine. She was on her own. So, so I, and because I, I prayed the, the, the seven sorrows of, uh, I prayed the seven sorrows of Mary every day. It actually helped me cope. And whenever I pray the sorrows of our Blessed Mother, I ask our Blessed Mother to put me 
in the in the hole of her pierced heart because i know that if i'm in that space in the in the hole of the our, our blessed mother's pierced heart i know i am close in her heart and reflecting on 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 the, on the sorrows of mary helped me find comfort because i know that my mother our spiritual mother our blessed mother has also gone through so much pain she's also actually experienced the loss of a child and you know what happened mother when on that incident when my when my wife was on her own and and she was crying and because we she had the miscarriage i i prayed the 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 holy rosary and i prayed the seven sorrows of mary and then all of a sudden right after praying there were so many people knocking on my wife's door they weren't even aware of what happened they brought food and my wife was never alone and there was always somebody with her and that's how powerful um praying the rosary is uh, one thing more uh, is because i i said uh, some people think about the rosary about the repetition of words but i feel when they repeat uh, the word of one example jesus in the hail mary itself jesus is a center that the word jesus is a center of the hail mary and holy mary if you see he is a center in way in in spiritually in every way the word jesus is a center of that so if we repeat hail mary full of grace hail mary full of grace you see each time when we repeat i feel that we are deepening going deeper and deeper entering into the mystery of our lady's life as well as jesus life Amen. the mystery again because each time when we repeat we get more good more deeper inspiration do you think so I totally agree. I totally agree. And and this inspiration would only come from God. Yes. Because because faith comes from God. Yeah. So this is my final word to your turn and all your mission and all your colleagues and friends say the rosary as many as we can because the rosary can save the world. In the society what's happening we know now. I don't go through the covid-19 all this what's happening all this how the church is suffering but our ladies there is a promise of our lady in fatima and yes. in lord our lady will triumph all this so we keep on praying to our mother mother is there to help us whatever tribulations and trials are there let us keep on loving her and continually praying the rosary Amen. So mother mother Claudia thank you so much. There you have it friends. You know um I hi highly encourage everybody like what mother Claudia said let's pray the holy rosary daily and let's try this devotion to the seven sorrows of Mary and let's let's aim to pray it every day because the devotion to the, the holy rosary itself has many promises and the devotion the seven, the devotion to the seven sorrows of mary has many many promises this this devotion to the seven sorrows of mary is actually really important because you know this was given to saint bridget many many centuries ago but when our blessed mother mary appeared in kebeho rwanda 
in the 80s, she actually repeated the message. And the message says, what I am asking you to do is to repent. If you say the rosary of the seven sorrows and meditate on it well, you will find all the strength you need to repent of your sins and to convert your hearts. Um, friends, this year is the year of St. Joseph. Whenever we reflect on the sorrows of our Blessed Mother and the sorrows of Christ, these are actually also sorrows of St. Joseph. And like what Mother Claudia said, we are in difficult times at present. And St. Joseph is a protector of the church and is a saint for everybody. And one of the ways that we can cope with life's struggles and with life's difficulties is by being focused on Christ and the salvation promise, which we go through whenever we pray the rosary and whenever we reflect on the sorrows of Christ. Um, Mother, thank you so much for, for your time tonight, Mother. Uh, it's really a blessing for all of us. Mother, could you close this with a prayer and could you please offer a, offer a prayer for, for all those who would be listening um, to this podcast? So once again, um, I would say thank you to Ted and ask God's blessing upon Ted and his mission. Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you for giving us these moments together to speak, to talk, to share your joys, your sorrows, your company. We pray through the intercession of our sorrowful mother, Ted and his family, and his mission, and his friends, relations, and his, the group which he is, those people he is guiding and leading. Bless them, Lord, abundantly. And we pray also that God may have look upon all his intentions and lead him through the hands of Mary, that he, his mission may grow and enrich many people and bring many people closer to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.